Everybody, it is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 15th day of March 2021. It's a Monday. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Hi, everybody. Hello. What happened? Oh, Hello. for some reason, the second part of the. I've been canceled! No, no. Uh, for some. I don't know. Is there anything on the other part of your microphone? What Why do you mean? that light. You know how these, the channels oh, have two yeah. things going on? For some reason, the other channel was uh, put in. But either way, uh, that's Big J. Now you can officially say hello. Hello. Uh, and <laughs> not for nothing, Big J, but for my money, this is easily the worst day of the year. Hands down. It, people don't get... I mean, I, I've seen a couple of people uh, online that were like, hey, daylight savings time, no big deal. It is when on a Monday, my alarm goes off at 345. That yeah. means it's 245. It's 2.45. I woke up at 2.45 a.m. Who does that? Were you able to get to sleep at all at a normal time? Yeah, 10 o'clock. Dude, I didn't fall asleep until 2.30 yesterday. I don't know what it was. Oh, my alarm in the went, afternoon? I, no, in the morning. Like, I was that just... That was a couple hours I ago. I know. My alarm went off at 4, and I was like, F you. I mean, like, I literally just fell asleep. And I don't know what it was, if it was, like, anxiety or if it was... Probably. Uh, something, but, but also, like, you know, I had the boys this weekend, which means I was up a little bit later than normal, which means also... You know, my sleep thing was totally off. And then you factor in the time change. And I'm just sitting at bed. Like, I went, I tried to go to bed in a normal time. Like, you, you cried yourself to sleep. Everything was off at 10. And I was like, we're doing this. I'm kind of tired. We're making it happen. And then I'm just laying there, blink, blink, blink. And nothing's happening at 2.30. And then I'm like, I know why this is happening. Because daylight savings time is all my but stupid But there's no head. reason for it. Yeah. It's dumb. It's a crime against humanity. Uh, and so, uh, again, uh, you know, I, I do believe... And I've said this before, but if there's anybody that runs on an abolished daylight savings time ticket, I don't care what else your other politics are, you got my book. I mean, they've been working on it repeatedly, but it just keeps getting shot down. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Uh, I feel like everybody is on our side when we say that. We're not saying anything controversial when we say that setting. I mean, listen, I don't even care which one you pick. Even if it's now right. or if it's later, just right. pick one and keep the time. Pick one and stick with it. Because so we don't have to do this anymore. Well, it's spring forward, Listen, fall back. And we had this conver- exact conversation one year ago. <laughs> you can mark it down. We've probably had it 14 years in a row, as a matter of fact. But it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, you know, completely dismiss the fact that it is a really, really dumb thing. That We're happens. just making also excuses for what's about to happen. You're very, you're very correct about that. Uh, but we will sally forth, and we have an opportunity to do some Manda Monday action today. That is happening. Uh, we have an opportunity for you to win a pretty cool Papa Roach prize package. We're going to qualify for that with a little thing we call Pop Culture Smackdown today, and all sorts of other fun and excitement, including playing some music. Let's kick things off with some Green Day. It's when I come around here on the morning after with Dick and Big J on the X Rocks. Stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you have been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208 471 4444. Chat with an attorney online 24 7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, Big J, it was a rough, rough ending for the men's basketball team at Boise State University, but. We now at least know their fate. They did not get into the March Madness tournament. That was pretty much evident on the fact that they lost four in a row to close out the season. They went from a team that could have wrapped up the regular season championship 
and had a pretty nice berth in the Mountain West Championship to losing their last three regular season games and then getting bounced in the first round of the Mountain West Tournament. It just was, after a really good season that I felt like maybe they were underrated for a majority of it, they really just kind of fizzled out. But it led them to a number two seed in the 2021 NIT. They will take on number three SMU. The game is happening Thursday, 7 p.m. on ESPN. Now, SMU has had their own set of challenges. That's a team that has only played 16 games this season and really hasn't played one since February 8th because they've had such COVID-19 issues within the program that they just didn't quite get a chance to get anything off the ground. They finished fourth in the AAC, and uh, they played just 11 conference games in that particular time. Uh, The game will be set in Frisco, Texas. Should the Broncos beat SMU, they will likely take on number one seed Memphis in the quarterfinals. You know who the coach of Memphis is, don't you, Big James? I do not, no. Uh, what if I said he once played at Memphis and then went on to a very lucrative uh, NBA career with the Orlando Magic? Does that help? Oh, Penny Hardaway? There you go. And Penny Hardaway, the nice. coach of Memphis. Boise State, of course, had hopes of playing in the NCAA tournament, but uh, they did not do well down the stretch. 16 teams are in the NIT this year. All the games will be on ESPN or ESPN2, so let's see if the uh, Broncos can make a run in the postseason and maybe grab an NIT championship. That wouldn't suck, I suppose. Uh, but then again, you know, that's uh, I've always made the joke that you're battling for the right to be the 66th best team in the country is what it boils down to. But either way, uh, it's the fact. And so we'll see how they do. Speaking of March Madness, Gonzaga was the number one overall seed in this year's tournament. So probably surprising nobody. One year after the tournament was canceled due to the coronavirus, Gonzaga is the fifth team to enter the March Madness tournament undefeated since Indiana did it back in 75-76. And of course, they ran the table as well, which was pretty awesome. Uh, Gonzaga was joined by fellow number one seeds Baylor, Illinois, and Michigan in the 60-18 bracket. Uh, tournament begins on Thursday. The first four games are in Indiana, where the tournament is being hosted in Indianapolis and surrounding areas because of the pandemic. Four teams uh, that didn't make the cup but are on standby could be put in if it notifies if another team notifies the NCAA by Tuesday night that they have to withdraw because of health concerns. Those are Louisville, Colorado State, St. Louis, and Mississippi. And even like almost like insult to injury is how many Mount West teams made the cut this year. Like San Diego State's in, uh, Colorado State's in that Final Four thing, Utah State is in too, and still the Broncos just couldn't. I mean, even if they made a halfway decent run in the tournament, they probably would have got it. Ouch. That's what really sucks. Drew Brees officially hanging it up, Big J. He took a sweet-ass time announcing it, but two days before free agency is supposed to open up in the NFL, the 42-year-old quarterback decided to hang it up. Uh, the irony was it was 15 years to the day, Big J, after he Is signed a contract. Is that what he waited for? I don't think that's what he waited for. I mean, it, it, listen, it depends on who you believe. Either that was the coincidence and he's told the Saints that all along, but the rumors were the Saints told Drew that they were moving on. He wanted to stick around, which is why he was posting all those workout videos and stuff like that. Um, and then he kind of set around some feelers to other teams in the NFL. were like, hey, if I came back, would you want me to start? And everybody went, eh, we're okay. And so uh, Drew has decided to hang it up. So it depends on who you believe. Uh, I have a tendency to think that Drew kind of had this in mind all along, that he was going to retire, and he kind of decided to wait until the 15-year anniversary. Sunday selection. I guess. It's a great idea. But either way, he is uh, done. Uh, first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, Big J? Yeah. 
Uh, 15 of his 20 seasons in New Orleans. Uh, he led the team to a Super Bowl victory. He was the MVP there as well. Uh, first five years of his career were with the San Diego Chargers. But, I mean, listen, he is uh, second in passing yards, second in... I think he's first place. in well, passing yeah, yards. That's going to get passed in, in this season by Tom Brady. And then he's second in uh, touchdown passes as well for his career. So he was a good one for sure. And uh, the Saints are going to move on. They uh, inked Taysom Hill to a four-year extension, which really means nothing except for saving them salary cap money. And uh, they want to bring back Jameis Winston as well, so we'll see. Either way, the Saints are moving on for sure. And Big J, congratulations to all of us. If you believe Taylor Momsen, there's going to be a whole lot less collaborations because she believes that they are overdone. She was talking about the new record, which of course has a couple of collaborations on it, mostly with uh, band members that had some points in their career collaborated with Chris Cornell. That was kind of the running theme through it. She got a bunch of uh, the guys from Soundgarden on a track. Tom Morello, of course, is on On So It Went, which you're hearing on the X right now. He, of course, was an audio slave with Chris Cornell because of her connection with Chris and how you know she wanted to make sure that, that he kind of had some sort of life in this particular album but she thinks that collaborations you know where bands get together and they have guests on tracks they're a little bit too much and it feels like she's trying to point something out here without actually saying it which i commend her for but she says that uh, that there's a lot of collaborations going on in today's rock and uh, there could be used more as a marketing tool than like an actual artistic collaboration she has a problem with bands coming together uh, from for one particular label to help their other bands or get some particular notoriety or introduce a band to somebody and she thinks that that's a little bit less ingenuous than normal collaborations and I don't think she's wrong Big J you know what I mean oh yeah no you can totally feel when it's contrite right and so uh, you know she wants you to know that the collaborations on there were, were very real for the artistic song side of things on Death by Rock and Roll, so you can feel good about those, but she wants you to feel questionable about the other ones out there. So have a, a uh, critical eye on the work of collaborations, according to Taylor Momsen. Morning After with Nikki Big J. Boom. First round of important stuff done. Here's traffic. On the way, Man Up Monday Plus. We got ourselves a little bit of Send Nudes action next, but first we're going to head inside the TDS Viber Traffic Center and see how the roads look. Brought to you by Ultimate Heating and Air. Hey, CB. Eastbound 94 is up to speed from the Carter Midland Interchange in Nampa to the fly. Man Up Mondays on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Today's Man Up Monday story, Big J, comes from me, and it is a work in progress because I, I, it's a manly thing that I, I actually need help with because I haven't found out the right answer. And it deserves- Men don't need help, Nick. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Uh, then this explains the whole segment in one beautiful sentence. But uh, it is it is one of those situations where I, I don't know if I just have bad luck or every furniture salesman I come in contact with is the devil. That's that's the only other uh, real uh, solution that it, I see. It has not been an easy road for you. It's, it really has. It, it has been a chore. And so I, I purchased, when I moved into my new place, I purchased new furniture for uh, the house. And I've been very happy with it. I, I absolutely have no furniture complaints uh, up until there is something that's going on that I need some help with. One of the things that I have said when I go in to get furniture, I said, listen, this is going to seem like a weird question, but I need to know, is this stuff durable? 
because I love my children. They are fantastic people. They are probably the only thing in this world that I care about. And the reality of the situation is that I'm not buying furniture. I'm essentially buying a jungle gym for them. And I need to make sure that I'm not throwing thousands of dollars at something that I'm going to replace in a matter of months because I do that all the time with furniture. And I was tired of it. And I, I, I found out that if I ask them, sometimes they'll tell me the truth and sometimes they'll lie. Long story short, I decided to buy because both the boys love rocking chairs, right? Yeah. So I bought basically what's called a rocking love seat for my house. And so it, it's it's a side-by-side that's got like a little thing in the middle that, that rocks, that both kind of like glide, if you will. They're gliders more than they are rocking chairs. Either way, uh, you know, because the kids are so hard on this furniture, I have found that, you know, they, they rock automatically. There's no, like, it's not like, you know, some recliners where you have to, like, swing it back for them to go backwards. They just constantly glide. And so uh, as the youngest decides to climb on it and has used it as, like, a fun little toy to jump around on, it has loosened the back end of one of the chairs in the love seat, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, well, it's not to the point where it's bad, but it's at the point where I'm like, you know what I need to do? I need to tighten up these screws because uh, otherwise I have the risk of it getting stripped or it falling off and then I'm going to have to replace it and then God, or, you know, he'll go ass over tea kettle on the thing one day. These are things I'm trying to avoid. Yeah. And so uh, I opened up the back of it and I'm like, it, it might as well be uh, a black hole. Because, you know, there's a bunch of fabric lightening things up, and I'm trying to feel around for where the the screw could possibly be that would tighten this thing up, and I can't feel it for the life of me. And so I am in a wilderness lost as I'm trying to do this, but also I don't want to cut up the back of my brand new couch, you understand, to try to access yeah. this point. I, nuts. I, I'm thinking there has to be something that I'm missing, and, you know, I, I couldn't tell you the name of the manufacturer of my couch. I suppose I'd have to flip it over or something to find it tag. I don't know what it is off the top of my head, but I was hoping that maybe somebody listening that's a real man that has encountered furniture repair in some point in their life has an easy way to access these nuts and bolts that hold together the backs of these recliners or gliders so that I can just go in there with an Allen wrench or go in there because that's the second thing I actually have or, or even a regular wrench and just tighten this thing up. Are you a real man? Because I was going through it last night, and I'm like, I'm not going to find this thing, and I don't want to take a razor blade to the back of this thing and just start, you know, stitching it around and trying to find a place where I think it and might it, be. And it's supposed to be something that's supposed to be adjusted? Well, adjustable? I don't think it's supposed to be, but it needs to be. It, it's obviously something that they're hoping with factory settings that is not something you need to worry about. Otherwise, they wouldn't have put all this fabric back there. But it's very – and it's also, like, leather on the outside, so I don't want to do a whole bunch of cutting up and getting all into this stuff and, you know – I guess it's, you know, compromising the integrity of the chair or whatever the hell I would be doing. And so uh, it's an ongoing battle with it. But I I figure out this might be the good time to actually ask for some help. If anybody has some any ideas, you can always call us. You can hit us up on the text line. I'm I'm actually an open book looking for recommendations because I need to tighten up the back of this particular glider. And I don't want to screw up my couch any more than it already is. Because uh, I have a tendency of making things worse when I try to do these things. And I don't want to do that. It's the whole point of this segment is I don't want to screw up. You know, it's a brand new couch. I mean, I've had it for six months. It should be able to do it. And maybe it was just one of those things where it wasn't tightened all the way. And so, it, you know, the wear and tear on it is a little bit rougher than most. But I'd rather go in there and try to fix it. But I can't figure out how to. And I looked at some videos online, and it, it, it does not help. 
And so uh, any help that anybody could give me would certainly be appreciated because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So uh, it is one of those deals where it's the perfect opportunity for Man Up Monday for somebody to come through for me and actually teach me how to do man stuff. Because that's the thing. I'm really, yeah, mansplained it to me. I'm okay with that, and I'm willing to learn. And once I learn this skill, it'll be something that I don't forget. And trust me when I say this, if it's a skill I learn, it is probably something that I'll use on more than one occasion with this particular set of furniture. But, uh, because I like it. I like the couch. I love everything about the furniture. It's just one of those deals where it's like, listen, it's kind of loose, and it needs to be paid attention to, or it's going to cause bodily harm to myself or somebody else. And I don't want that to happen. Uh, I do want us to, however, jump into the TDS Fiber Traffic Center and take a look at your ride into work. It's brought to you by Volkswagen of Boise CB. It's normal freeway speeds on eastbound I-84 between Napa and Boise. Important stuff. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Or Chapman, the attorney online, 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, Big J, clocks sprang forward across the United States yesterday morning. Much of it anyway for daylight savings time. And if you are like us and you're having a tough time adjusting, and even more so than normal, it's good to know that you're not alone, Big J. Over the past year, of course, sleep has been mm, affected by a bunch of uh, factors related to the pandemic, including anxiety, inconsistent schedules, increased screen time. Even before the pandemic, many Americans got less than the recommended seven hours of sleep per night. And many researchers were already concerned about the twice a year's time change effects on our health. Sleep, of course, has been proven to affect every aspect of our health, and getting too little is not a good thing. The American Society of Sleep Medicine even recommends that we get rid of daylight savings time and we stick with our national year-round standard, but the group says this is a better way to align with our natural clock and minimize health and safety risks. So just know that it's another thing that we can blame the pandemic on. If we are dragging ass a little bit more than normal today, it's because we're we're not sleeping great as it is. And then you factor in a time change and that just makes things worse significantly worse so you're not by yourself if today's been a rough day for you guilty as well big j in a move that surprised even me the green bay packers re-signed running back aaron jones to a four-year 48 million dollar deal according to media reports yesterday jones was going to be the top free agent running back on the market come wednesday when d teams were allowed to make a deal but they agreed to a four-year contract worth about $12 million a year. That's not bad. The 26-year-old has been with the Packers for all four of his first NFL seasons and has, uh, you know, in basically a 1,000 yards rushing every time he's had a chance to carry the ball, 30 touchdowns in the last two seasons. That's pretty good as well. But I was shocked as a Packer fan. I, was pre- I had pretty much resigned myself that Aaron Jones was going to play someplace else next year, and he's coming back. So I'm not upset about it. I mean, uh, I know that we have to, we the Packers had to make some moves to make sure they finagle under that cap because they were way over heading into it, and so they had to free up some cash in order to grab Aaron Jones. But I'm happy that they did. I'm not upset that he's sticking around, that's for sure. Yeah. So it's a good thing. Uh, rest in peace to marvelous Marvin Hagler, Big J, one of the greatest middleweights in boxing history. He passed away on Saturday, according to his wife. He was 66 years old. His death had been unexpected. He had a 63-3-2 record 
with 52 knockouts during his 14-year career. That Hearns-Hagler fight back in 85 had an opening round that is considered by many to be the best round in boxing history. The match lasted less than eight minutes as Hagler stopped Hearns in the third round. It was a hell of a battle and a fun fight to watch, and he was one of the best middleweights ever. So rest in peace to marvelous Marvin Hagler. You just heard some disturbed action down with the Cygnus, and they had some news over the weekend. They have officially canceled their Cygnus 20th anniversary tour. That tour was originally scheduled for 2020, and then it was pushed back to this year because of the COVID pandemic, but the band decided to pull the plug on that as well. In the statement, they said, quote, We, like all of you, are very much looking forward to rocking out together again after a year's delay. We waited to see if we could play the shows by now, and we hoped there would be more clarity and a clearer direction on how to make this possible, but it appears that isn't happening, so they're going to cancel it. The tour was to try to, you know, weave them across the United States as well, and it's hard to put together a, you know, standard touring thing for the whole country when everybody's doing so many different things right now that it's pretty much impossible, so... Uh, Stained was supposed to be on that bill as well, and that's going to do it for that. So we'll see what ends up happening going forward. But also, you know, by that point, Big J, it's not the 20th anniversary of Down With The Sickness anymore. You know what I mean? No, I mean, it's tough. Uh, We can tell you all too well. Yes. Our big 20th anniversary concert series (laughs) really took a dive. Yeah, it's not like we can continue that next year. We'd love to say the 20th anniversary, but I mean, yeah, by that point, we'll be 27. And it's like, that kind of takes the the luster out of it all. So I understand where they're coming from. Still sucks. Here's traffic. We're going to hell in a few minutes. Hold on tight for that. In the meantime, we're going to go inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center brought to you by Treasure Valley Urology, CB. Eastbound 94 is sluggish in Nampa between the north side and... What the hell? The morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Lake County, Florida is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. Reminder to you and your loved ones, stay out of Florida, man. It's just, it's the worst. As somebody that lived there for the longest year and a half of my life, I can assure you, uh, or at least up until the pandemic anyway, I can assure you that it is not a place for you to be, to want to live. It's just, it's just rough. And let me tell you how quick it can go sour on you, right? Let's say you're 77 years old, and let's say you decide it's time for you to retire and you want to move down to Florida where the weather's nice, you know, La Boca Vista. La Boca Vista? And so you move down to Florida. La Boca Vista! You move down to Florida because that's where your grandson is, right? You're there for Ah, like... sunny! You're there for like a month, and then uh, things go sour, and it happened over the weekend around 6.40... On Saturday, police got called to a particular residence in Lake County, Florida, because neighbors heard some screaming, and they wanted to uh, basically call in a noise complaint. That's, can we stop? I just want to stop you there for just a second. How much screaming do you have to hear to be like, you know, I probably should make a phone call? Because every now and then you might hear a scream. You don't know what, you know, maybe it's a TV or somebody's messing around. Wait, how often are you hearing screams? I heard one the other day. <laughs> Not at my house, but when I was driving. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it was a blood-curdling scream. You should have called the authorities. Yeah, but see, here's my question. I mean, like, how much? I mean, if you describe the scream as blood-curdling, it's probably not good. But here's the thing, okay? If somebody is really in trouble, it's going to be a different kind of screaming than I heard. Okay, well, what kind of scream? How would you describe that? It was just very short and, like, quick. 
and seemed not real. Like, holistic, you know what I'm saying? But if you heard it driving... But here's the thing. I know, but then I, I, I kind of listened for more in case there was more. <laughs> so that's my question. How much do you have to hear before you're like, ah? I think it's probably different if you heard a passing scream as you're driving down the road than if you hear your neighbors screaming. I mean, that I checked the news blotter. And nobody died in well, the that neighborhood. that was responsible of it. Right, thank you. I mean, you could have saved a life for all you know, but I mean, really nice. Uh, either way, neighbors heard the screams, and police showed up, and sure enough, uh, there's the grandpa that just moved down to Florida, 77-year-old Ron Elwell Sr., dead on his porch, Big Jay. Oh, God. Uh, and that's not good because uh, there's a puddle of blood around him. And so they knock on the door, and sure enough, uh, his grandson, Big Jay, who he moved down to Florida to spend some time with, Kobe Parker answers the door and says, Hey, uh... You got a dead guy in your porch here. And he goes, yeah, no, that's my grandpa. And he goes, well, what happened? And Kobe uh, says that apparently they were on the porch doing drugs together, Big J, when an altercation ensued. Uh, and that is when Parker claims that his grandfather came at him with a knife. And then after disarming his grandfather, he used the knife against him as self-defense. And uh, the cops are like, well, geez, okay, well, we should probably sit you down and get more information. Ah, oh, geez. And uh, that is that is when I don't think anybody could have predicted this. But officials said that while speaking with the grandson, he then took out of his pocket two ears, Big J, ears that belonged to his grandfather. And it was around that part that the cops were like, Mom, this probably wasn't self-defense. <laughs> if you've got the dude's ears collecting trophies in your pocket... And you're showing to them, to us, voluntarily. You probably have some stuff going on that wasn't all self-defense related. And so, Can you hear me now, Gramps? They went ahead and arrested him, and he fought deputies the whole way. So uh, he is being charged with second-degree murder and battery on a law enforcement officer. Couldn't they tell when they got there Gramps is missing his ears? Well, I mean, I think you had... Well, I, I don't know how... Well, you probably... Well, if you're first on the scene, you're not supposed to be messing around touching the body, understand? So well, no, but even covered looking up. at it. Well, I don't know how the body was. He could have stuff over it. He could have placed a blanket or something. Who knows? Either way, uh, I don't think it was, you know, at least on display that the ears were missing from the head. But that's a rough move to Florida, man. You go 77 years of your life and everything is fine. And Big J, it takes a month before your grandson is doing drugs with you on a porch and stabs you to death and takes your ears as trophies. That's Florida in a nutshell. It's a perfect description of it, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I don't need to visit anymore. Not that I'm thinking about it. Either. Lots of blood curdling screams there. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rock. Go see strong, go see strong, go see strong. Welcome to Strong Volkswagen. Papa Roach, the ending here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Going to give you a chance to win something from that band coming up here in just a little bit. But first got to decide if this is a good idea or a bad idea. Okay. Uh, you've been to SeaTac International Airport, yes? Yes, of course. And so uh, it's a hub not too far away from here, and they are making airport history because, Ta-da! according to Eater, they are opening up the very first ever walk-up shot bar in an airport. Meaning, uh, you know, there's a lot of restaurants. <laughs> Sounds like such a terrible idea. Restrictions, all sorts of stuff happening amid the coronavirus and in airports already. But it is basically a new bar that you can go to that's on Concourse B at SeaTac. It's right next to the Relish Burger Lounge. 
And it's the first bar of its kind at an airport in the U.S. where customers will order at a service window and receive their choice of liquor in a shot glass. Uh, that includes tequila, vodka, bourbon, fireball, all sorts of stuff. Now, a limited selection, of course, but it is a, a place that only serves hard alcohol and only serves it by the shot. And uh, this is the first time it's ever happened in an airport, and it seems like, to me, a really bad idea. Now, listen, you can get hard alcohol at an airport, first of all. Sure. Uh, that's not that's not something that's completely unusual. It just seems weird. Like, nobody does shots just to take an edge off before they go on a plane. You know what I mean? Are you sure? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, I, I think I can understand. L- listen, it's the weird thing. Already, to me, it's weird that airports normalize, like, drinking at 7 o'clock in the morning for uh, just because you're going on an airplane makes it okay for you to get hammered a little bit at, like, 6 o'clock, which is already strange enough to me. But then, you, you know, nobody, at least that I know, drinks a shot to take the edge off. It's usually because they're in let's-get-hammered territory. Uh, well, that might be just a you thing. Uh, well, I see, I, I don't do shots anymore for that very reason. But uh, I think it's a reasonable expectation that, yeah, people, some people might take a shot to take the edge off. I disagree with your stance. All right. I mean, I, I guess it's the same thing with a beer, I suppose. People have a beer to take the edge off sometimes. No, they, they do it to get hammered. They they do it when they uh, when they fly or, or they do it at the airport or they do it for on the regular basis. But shots to me are a different thing altogether. And I'm not sure also that we need more hammered people flying. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that part I think is – I think that – much like alcohol or, or any substance that you have going on makes sometimes things more difficult. Relationships, you know, a whole bunch of things. When people can't control that substance, uh, that's what turns into abuse. And then, you know, the last place you want that happening on is on a damn airplane when you're trying to get somewhere. Right. Uh, because, I mean, the only time I've ever had even close to an incident with uh, on an airplane was when somebody was too drunk to be flying. And started, you know, being loud and causing a scene. And, all, and, and I was at the point where I was like, and it, I mean, I was 10, 15 rows back. And I'm like, they're going to turn this damn plane around. I'm going to, this is going to be a story that I'm going to, and of course I was going to Vegas. You know, it was like, it was almost the equivalent of, remember how we were talking about how the uh, the board bus that we would take to the mountain was much different than the board bus coming back yes. from the mountain? It, it was the it was the airplane flight to Vegas is definitely different than the airplane flight, uh, airplane flight home from Vegas. And so that's one of those deals as well. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure there were shots involved in that particular situation, but who knows? Either way, if you need to get your shot on in order to fly, you could do so at SeaTac. At least it's exclusive. Does it say what concourse? Concourse B, SeaTac. Okay. Right next to the Relish Burger Lounge. That sucks. They just finished Concourse C, which for a while was under construction, and it's separate from the uh, building altogether. So in order to get out there, you're going to take a rail. Oh, which, uh, oh, I see. Which sucks. It just depends on where you're flying to, whether you're going to be in that concourse or not. It's on Concourse B, so now you know. Plan your flight around Concourse B right. at SeaTac. Here's traffic. All right, we are going to look at your traffic report this morning inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center, brought to you by Can Do and Showers Insurance. CB? It's slow on eastbound 94 in Nampa between the Carter Midland Interchange. In the news today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. 
huge asteroid will be zipping past Earth soon, my friend. Time to get Bruce Willis on the horn. The asteroid was dubbed 2001 FO32 when it was first discovered 20 years ago and is about 2,230 feet in diameter, making it the largest asteroid to pass the Earth so far this year. NASA says the asteroid, quote, poses no danger to Earth, as it will be about 1.25 million miles away, which is more than five times further than the Earth is to the moon, but it makes its closest approach to Earth on Sunday, and it will be visible to astronomers using larger telescopes in the southern hemisphere and low-latitude northern regions. NASA says the giant rock will pass about 77,000 miles per hour faster than the speed at which asteroids encounter Earth. Uh, this asteroid makes one orbit around the sun every 810 days, about every two and a quarter years. So if you've got a fancy telescope, you can see a gigantic asteroid pass Earth. Whee! There it goes. But no deep impact. It's not an extinction-level event, as they say in the movies. Oh, thank goodness. That we know of. Nothing to worry about, at least for now. Things could change between now and Sunday, but all appears to be just fun. Look up in the sky, look what I see kind of stuff, if you've got the right equipment. Gonzaga was named the number one overall seed in this year's men's NCAA basketball tournament by the selection committee last week, or excuse me, last night, one week after, one year after the tournament was canceled due to the pandemic. Gonzaga, the 15th to enter March Madness undefeated. Since Indiana wrapped up their perfect season back in 1976, Gonzaga will be joined by Baylor, Illinois, and Michigan as the number one seeds in the bracket. Games get underway this weekend this time around, not middle-of-the-week action for the NCAA tournament, so you got some extra days, but it could make this weekend a little bit more enjoyable with a whole bunch of college basketball to watch if you're so inclined. This seems like it would be the wackiest year of all to put together a bracket because you never know what's going to happen here. Oh, dude, I can't. <laughs> it's just how is Vegas going to handle that? They did. I did see a story where they expect about the same amount of betting this year as they had last year on it before they canceled it. So they're not expecting a whole hell of a lot for the reasons you just said. I mean, it, it, you want to talk about a crapshoot. That's what this tournament is this year. I mean, you have some teams in this tournament that have played 15 games, and you have other teams that have played 28 games. And so, I mean, it's just going to be a complete mess. Plus, you know, the factor in not a lot of fans, and factor in it's all in one spot, and everybody's in a bubble, and there's a lot of factors that could go, who the hell knows who's going to win this Yeah, yeah. And so we will see. I, I mean, if you're filling out a bracket, good luck. I feel like it's going to be somebody with just just plain dumb luck that's going to wrap this whole thing up. I'm pulling for Gonzaga. Do yeah. A clean sweep. You and Jason Drew. Well, he's uh, yeah. He's an actual fan. <laughs> he's he grew up around that area. Is there a reason why you want them to do it? Because you have famously uh, not enjoyed that part of the country. But what? You don't. You're not a big Spokane fan. Oh, I'm not. I hate Spokane. Right. But I respect Gonzaga because I, I feel like they're the basketball version of what the Boise State Broncos are in football. football. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, just a small upstart school that's yeah, trying I mean, to do the right thing. They've been there. They've done it. But I mean, this this would put them, you know, with an asterisk in the history books. I think. Uh, why the asterisk? Because the 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 weird one, season. One of the only teams to go undefeated. Oh, oh, well, that wouldn't be an asterisk, buddy. It wouldn't? You know, you put asterisks next to things that have some sort of exception as to why they did something. Oh, okay. Not because they did something super Put a plus sign next to it. All right, yeah, now you're just making things up.
Drew Brees is the quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. He is not anymore as he retired yesterday. The 42-year-old NFL leader in career completions and yards passing announced that he is hanging up his cleats and going to be doing some time. Looks like he's headed to the broadcast booth, Big J. I think, I don't know if he's already signed something, but he looks like he could be teaming up with ESPN in some way. Shape no, NBC. NBC, that's uh, it. But yeah. I'm like, what? what's he going to do? I mean, Chris Collinsworth is there. Yeah, but it sounds like, so, I mean, well, they've are they already... Are making a play for the next round of TV? Is I, that what's happening? I think that's a thing. But also, you know, listen, I mean, Collinsworth has been doing this forever. He is pivoting, I think, to more... Like, he's in charge of all that that pro football stuff, the, those ratings that you see. That's all his oh, website really? and his stuff. Pro football? Yeah. Not, not, it's like pro... I don't know. I want to call it pro football talk, but I know that's not right. Whatever, you know, they talk about the rankings, the position rankings and all that mm-hmm. stuff. His company is behind all that, and they're... they're they're teamed up pretty closely Him with the and NFL. Jack. <laughs> right. And uh and Al Michaels can't do this forever too. And they've already brought on Tarico from ESPN. Yeah. He's Tarico clearly, and Breeze. Yeah. Right. It looks like that could be the next team that they're looking to bring up to maybe do uh Sunday night football. Who knows? Wow. If the uh, price point of $15 a month is too high for you for HBO Max, please know you have an option coming. They have announced that they are going to release an ad-supported version of HBO Max for a significantly cheaper monthly bill than the $15 that it currently goes for. Basically, you get all the content HBO Max has, but you're watching it with commercials. Think of it like Hulu, and then there's Hulu Premium, right? Yeah. You have the opportunity to watch some programming with commercials or without. If you want to pay a little bit more, you get the commercial-free stuff. But they expect that to be a uh, pretty big deal, and advertisers are already jumping on board. They have $80 million in upfront ad commitments from companies, according to the CEO. That's going to launch in June. No word yet on the pricing, but do know if you were like on the fence about HBO Max, there is a cheaper version coming that could be a little bit friendlier to your wallet. Here's traffic. Let's get into your traffic inside the TDS Fiber Traffic Center. It's brought to you by the Idaho Lottery. CB, what's up? Eastbound 94 is slow in Nampa between the Carter Midland Interchange and Pop Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. And we've got something really cool here for Pop Culture Smackdown. Papa Roach, uh, the greatest hits volume two, the better noise years, is coming out on Friday. We'll get you hooked up with that digital album uh, for beating me in Pop Culture Smackdown. And you'll be entered in for a grand prize drawing for an exclusive tote bag, bag with different era of Papa Roach logos on it, which is really, really cool. An exclusive deck of cards with the Roach symbol on the back of each card and exclusive composition notebook. So something really cool cool if you're a Papa Roach fan. Nice. You get the album for sure, and then you're qualified for this grand prize package we're going to give away as well. If you want to play, the number is 208-287-1003. You have an opportunity to try and defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. Let's go to the phones. Hello, The X. Good morning. Good morning, sir. What's your name, please? Jimmy. Jimmy, you're up first. Jimmy, Jennifer Garner and Samuel L. Jackson have endorsed what brand of credit card that asks what's in your wallet? Capital One. That is correct. Right. Good job. Big J, what removable device is used to measure the level of cleanliness of motor oil in your car's engine? A dipstick? Right. I check my dipstick. You need lubrication. That is correct. Uh, Jimmy, back right. to you. What classic animated TV series featured as a secret society called the Loyal Order of Water Buffalo? Is it Popeye the Sailor Man, the Flintstones, or Rocky and Bullwinkle? I'm going to say Rocky and Bullwinkle. Wrong. Ooh, that was a tough one. That's why I went with multiple choice. There you go. Hello, oh. the X. Hello? 
Hello? Hey, man. You are up. We need to know what classic animated TV series features a secret society called the Loyal Order of Water Buffalo. Popeye the Sailor, the Flintstones, or Rocky and Bullwinkle? Flintstones. That is correct. Right. What is your name, sir? Michael. Michael, you're taking on Big J. Big J, in what 1974 film did Jack Nicholson play spend most of the movie with a bandage on his nose? What year was it? 1974. Oh, I'm going to go with The Shining? The Shining. Wrong. Nope, that is incorrect. Another 1970s Jack Nicholson movie. Hmm. Well, there's plenty of them, but, uh, you mm. know, what if I said the sequel was called The Two Jakes? Would that help? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. I know the character, but I can't remember. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. Right. Chinatown. Chinatown. Congratulations, man. You got yourself that Papa Roach uh, digital download, and you're qualified for the grand prize. Michael, hang on just one second. We'll get some information from you. There's your pop culture smackdown. We're going to come back with some headlines. That's next on the X Rock. Go see strong, go see strong, go see strong. Welcome to Strong Volkswagen. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda. Need a car loan do over? Get online pre approval with the I pre check button at goteamazda.com. You know the one you hear about on the X all the time? Check it out for yourself. Goteamazda.com. Headlines are as follows Knock it off. Good luck with that and overkill. Knock it off! The idea of small citizen-run libraries is really sweet when you think about it. But the world isn't always pure of heart, Big J. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Oh, yeah. And officials in the small English village of Huntsburn Tarrant are complaining about several racy books that were removed from the converted public telephone booth there. An unknown donator of the books had been warned to, quote, find another outlet for his collections of erotic fiction. The Hurstbourne Terrace Parish Council issued a plea for residents last week on Facebook saying, quote, We love our box library on Church Street, but we don't like adult literature being left there. So whoever's reading this, if you're doing it, please stop leaving your magazines, a majority of which to the uh, visitors to the phone box are children, and some of them are tall enough to reach the shelves where the books for grown-ups are, and they're grabbing some magazines and running off with pornography, Big J. Not recommended. Not cool, man. Also, uh, boy, what a different world that would be if there was porn in our libraries, wouldn't it? You mean when we were kids? Yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, mommy, I want to go to the library. What? I mean, I think everybody remembers where they found their first porno mag. Where, do you remember where yours yeah, was? Yeah, absolutely. Where was it? Where did you find it? It was in a thatchel of bushes. Mine was in the woods too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I feel like bad because I haven't put any pornography in bushes. <laughs> you somewhere. haven't paid it forward. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's the internet now. There wasn't that thing when we were kids. Yeah. What, what's the equivalent of dropping porn in a bush? Yeah. I'm not sure there is one, Big J. Uh, nor should there be, probably. Uh, but yes, I, I, we, we uh, Sheridan Park in Cudahy, Wisconsin. We would go by the by Lake Michigan, and we would you know just hang out in the woods there because that's what kids did when we were kids. And sure enough, like right behind a tree was like a, a porno mag, and we were like, look at this, a whole new world. Three hundred yards from my house in a ditch. Thanks, Dad. It was your dad? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> well, did it have a name? No. On? Okay, good. Good luck with that or overkill. <laughs> Overkill. You know your bank will send you a new debit card if yours is about to expire or lost, right? Sure. But they usually only send you one. A man says that his bank has actually sent him 64 copies of the same debit card. He shared a photo of all the cards, 
and still attached to the letters from the premium members credit union. He explained, quote, back in December, I started receiving replacement debit cards. They'd show up one or two at a time every few days, called my bank several times, but the card issuance is handled by a third party. Only difference between the card is the expiration date, and I assume the code number on the back, which are sequential. The first card expires on 1223. The last one expires on 4 of 30. With every, every card in between, it's very weird. But yeah, to get 64 different copies of the same card number seems like a real dangerous thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, they all have his name on them, so they're all going to him and they're all for him. But still, that's a that's a bad, bad mistake. So hopefully they figure that out. Might be time to change banks. Agree or disagree? Please. Agreed. Wrap it up with good luck with that. Most married couples have probably declined to do this. But an on-again, off-again couple in the Ukraine have decided to try and strengthen their relationship by handcuffing themselves together for three months. Oh, boy. Alexander and Victoria cuffed themselves together on Valentine's Day of this year. The 33-year-olds told Reuters that uh, we used to break up once or twice a week. When during another fight, Vika once again suggested that we had to break up, I replied, well, then I'll attach you to myself. And he says she eventually warmed up to the idea. Now the two of them do everything together. It's been about a month of them being handcuffed together, and the couple says that while tensions still rise, they found new productive ways to work through their disagreements. Oh, nice. The two have gotten thousands of new Instagram followers as they chronicle their experiment and have appeared on a bunch of talk shows over in the Ukraine to talk more about it as well. And so they're saying it has worked with their problems. I say if you break up a couple of times every week, you probably don't belong together anyway. Right? Yeah, what the hell? I mean, that seems a little ridiculous. I, I changed my mind. What happened now? I mean, listen, we've all gone through some of that to extent, but... Yeah, yeah, no, you're, you're right. You Everybody's had on-again, off-again kind of things, but it's like if you're breaking up every twice every week... That's, that's a lot. That's a lot, right? That there, There's some underlying issues there, and I'm not sure handcuffing them is the best way to... Well, it work for this couple. Well, at least it made them famous, which is probably what they were going for. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Here's traffic. One final check of traffic at the TDS Fiber Traffic Center brought to you by the Lifetime Store. CB, what's up out there? It's normal freeway speeds on eastbound I-84 between Nampa and Boulder. Patrick, that is hometown here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks, and history has been rewritten, my friend. Yeah, uh, almost like uh, it was unsnapped. And that is uh, the number one movie all time at the box office. Now, uh, Avengers Endgame had just barely uh, muscled through and taken the top spot with like two point some uh, billion dollars uh, at the box office over Avatar, which came out like 2005. 2008? No, no. We saw that together, so it had to be at yeah, 2008, 2009, something like that. Somewhere in their area. So, uh, and it was kind of a, you know, James Cameron, who directed Avatar, uh, came out and, you know, he had made some. Uh, maybe not some of the nicest comments about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, but uh, eventually he gave them props when they did take the top of the box office. Well, over the weekend, you may have seen some uh, <laughs> some people sharing the picture of uh, Thanos kind of disappearing, and uh, that is because they re-released Avatar in China. I think it's the first time it's ever been played inside movie theaters, uh, and it took in about $12 million and some change, putting it back at the top. It's crazy because... Uh, Should that even be allowed? <laughs> I, well, I mean, it all adds up to the same thing, I suppose. But uh, I, I, China has really been like the 
catalyst for this whole box office battle because one of the biggest things, if you remember, was China yanked Endgame from their theaters early because it was pacing uh, on knocking off like some Chinese uh, movie as the top-grossing movie in China of all time, and you know they're pretty stig- you know pretty stringent over there about things, and they wanted to make sure that this movie that was produced and made in China was the number one movie of all time in the country still, and so they always said that Endgame, if it was still actually in theaters as long as it should have been, would be far and away ahead of Avatar, but China yanked it early. Yeah, and it's a, it's a real slippery slope if you ask me um, in, in some regard to uh, what we hold and some of the things we're doing to bend over backwards for some of the money that China has to offer. But it's hard to not go after that because there's a lot of people in China. That's a lot of money. Oh, to be had. Listen, make no mistake about it. While, you know, it's nice that, that you can make a bunch of money here in North America, movies these days make their money overseas. Yeah. Way more than they do here in, in, in our country, especially nowadays. And so they're going to cater to that audience much more than they do to us. I would remind people that, you know, when it comes to capitalism, bending some rules to make more money seems apropos. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, it's a whatever it takes right? kind of situation. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and that continues no matter what's going on. So, uh, congratulations. Uh, last time you saw Avatar, was it the time we saw it in the movie theater? <laughs> I mean, I've seen uh, bits and pieces of it on TV here and there, but yeah. no. That's I think it. I told you I watched it like uh, two years yeah, ago. Why? And, and it, I was like, why would you do well, that? Well, I, the kid wanted to watch it, and oh. it was on Disney Plus, And so I was like, ah, yeah, you know what? It's been a while. And then I, I sat through it, and I was like, well, listen, I'm never going to do that again. I know one person for sure who loves that movie. Like, legit loves it? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and so they must be the, the one person you know that's excited for Avatar 2 and 3. Yes. Uh, so there you go. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how that's going to do at the box office, I'll be honest. I don't think it's going to reclaim the title. But who knows? I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, your chance to win something from us with bad impressions. That's next on the X-Rocks. Hello, you've reached Toyota. This is Jan. How can I help? Hi, Jan. Isn't so far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. The band of Data Remember just released an album here a couple weeks ago called You're Welcome. We've got some codes left over for that, so we'll gladly hook you up with that here for bad impressions as you got to figure out what the bad impression is. 208-287-1003. You get Big J's clues correct. It'll be you who are the one that is welcome. As he will send you an email with the download link for it. Three clues are all you get. They all point to somebody pretty famous. See if we can't get somebody on the phone to play a little game called Bad Impressions with us. Hello, the X. Hello? You there? What's up, man? Hello? Yeah, you're up with Bad Impressions. Good luck. Hello? Hello, you still there? It's a battle. They don't Not die. worth it. Hello, the X. You tried real hard. Morning. Morning. You're up for bad impressions. Good luck. Looks like my right. acting career is making a comeback. Thanks, Gordon Bombay. Okay, next. It wasn't always easy being Charlie Sheen's brother, but I managed. We've even made a few movies together like Men at Work. All righty, and the last one. I loved making the Young Guns movies. Let's do it again. I'm going to go with Emilio Estevez. Right on. You Emilio! got it. Emilio! Good job. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Get you that A Day to Remember album. And why is Emilio Estevez in the news? Uh, it's just it. You know, uh, the, uh, the, 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 uh, let's see. Wow. Uh-oh. 
I'm sorry, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers TV series on Disney Plus is uh, coming. They're finalizing and working on that post-production. And so Emilio doing some, uh, you know, interviews for that and talked to Collider. And they started talking about Young Guns. And uh, he he feels like that was some of the funnest times he ever had in Hollywood. And uh, they uh, apparently might be a demand for that to be a thing. And they're working on doing a third Young Guns. Wait, what? Yeah. I mean, that story wrapped up. I mean, it showed the ends of all the characters yeah, in know. Young Guns 2. What are we talking about here? Uh, I, I, you know, it's a great question. It, here's, here's, here's what he says. Quote, there's a lot of speculation about what happened that night in 1881 in Fort Sumner, uh, New Mexico. Did he die? Did he not? And so there's a lot of mythical, historical, and actual, some factual things that we can examine if we're serious about going back to the franchise. Oh, so. he, see, he wants, you know, he's talking about a Billy the Kid movie, not necessarily Young Guns. He wants to talk about the further adventures of his character, which sure, I get. but I mean, they would naturally have it as another installment of Young Guns. Well, you would have to, so. I suppose, but what I'm saying is everybody else in that movie is dead. Dead and gone. The yeah. only one that has a continuing story is him. Yeah. And so that I, then I understand. What year did Mighty Ducks come out? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, hold I'm on, trying to figure out it out quick. because there's some sort of disconnect there. Whereas I am not as interested in this Mighty Ducks thing as I would be in a lot of things. I didn't really connect with the Mighty Ducks film franchises, I guess is what I'm saying. 1992. 1992, okay. Yeah. So it's in my high school I mean, years. I just didn't really get into it. And then, I mean, I loved Free Jack. Free Jack. <laughs> Mighty Ducks came out. Those both came out in 1992. And then you had Loaded Weapon. Right, I remember Loaded Weapon, Judgment Night, and and then you know yeah, he, he did a, a thing with uh, Mission Impossible, but that you know he started to phase out his acting career. Yeah, but there was but what, there was D two and D three too, the Mighty Ducks, and so he made a whole franchise out of it. I just was like that was one of those movie franchises that I didn't get into, despite I've seen it. I just was like, yeah, sure. it's fine, yeah. you know. Uh, I don't have the attachment to it or the nostalgia to it. I guess like some people may have and are excited about this. Uh, are you excited about the series? No. Did you care about the movies? No. Is it because it was hockey and you hate hockey? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's what I figured. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we wrap up the show. (laughs) That's next on the X-Rock. Go see strong, go see strong, go see strong. Welcome to Strong Vault. Wolfgang Van Halen, that is Distance here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Wrapping things up for us, we established a lot today. On this Monday show, we established that Daylight Savings Time is the worst and that it needs to go away. It may seem like a leap in logic, but we did also establish that if you move to Florida, your grandson will murder you and cut off your ears. And we also established that there's exactly one person that enjoys Avatar in the entire world, but it still made billions upon billions of dollars. And they're making two sequels to it, like it or not. So... Establishment has been taken care of, Big J. Not bad, all things considered, on a couple hours sleep for both of us. Yeah, no kidding. Courtesy of Daylight Savings Time. But it also leaves you with the floor. Uh, yeah, and uh, I knew it. My favorite candy bar is not the the, the best, the most favored. As uh, a a poll of over almost 7,000 Americans uh, and, uh, you know, the, uh, the mini Hershey's that you get. The miniatures there's, bag. Yeah, the sure. miniatures. There's the mini Hershey's. There's the mini good Mr. Good Bar, Crackle, and Dark Chocolate. And uh, only 13% of people like the Mr. Good Bar. Uh, which is surprising favorite. to me. Uh, you know, you think that uh, well, Dark Chocolate has to come in last, right? Yes. Of that bunch, right. 
And then Hershey's, the original, would be number one. 41%. And yeah. then Crackle, and then Mr. Goodbar, and then the Dog yeah. Dark. That's a pretty good ranking order, although I know you are a huge Mr. Goodbar fan. Uh, but it is maybe, you know, I, it's been a long time since I've seen those things as well. I mean, I see them all the time, I guess, but I mean, purchase them, I suppose. Oh, yeah. That was something We've my great-grandmother always had. in our house. Do you? Yeah. Because of the Mr. Goodbar? No, I don't buy them, and then I get yelled at for eating them. <laughs> well, what are they there They're for? They're for guests that come into our house. And I'm like, nobody's coming in here. <laughs> but that seems cruel to buy your favorite candy bar of all time and then you get yelled at for eating it? Yeah. That's like, it's almost like it's a test, Big Jane. It sounds like you're failing. I, well, you know what? I don't agree with the test. Well, that might be true, but still, you have agreed to the parameters by eating the candy bars, so <laughs> you may want to take that up with somebody. Uh, you're just a ch- peanuts and chocolate man, huh? That's- yeah, milk chocolate. Uh, of course. Milk chocolate. So, uh, enjoy, Mr. I think I said Crackle would be my favorite if I had to pick one. Although, listen, yeah. all, all four of those are pretty far down on my candy bar list if I had to, you know, if we're ranking my favorite yeah, candy bars. Yeah, you're a Baby Ruth guy. That's right. No, no, no. I, I, although, I do like Baby Ruth. Uh, I am a Snickers guy, for sure. Uh, and then, you know, uh, in an upset... Uh, 100 grand bar. Remember that one? Yeah. I love that bar. Either way, uh, congratulations to you, Big J. Third place isn't bad. That's a bronze medal, buddy. You're still getting on the podium. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Mazda. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval at the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. Jason Drew's up next. We shall see you tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X-Rock. Honey, you got to come check this out. What is it? A video on Dot.